0: Well, the time has come. It's nearly over. Yes. A very uh, momentous big day happening on Saturday. That is, of course, it's 600 days since I quit smoking. There's also an election It's happening. 600 days Let's since talk you more quit about the party. smoking. Yeah, yes, 600 days. regularly for 10 years. Really? I started, like, basically, I moved out of home when I was 18 to come to Sydney yeah. and the first day out of home like So you're basically like that
1: Indonesian toddler that was like chain smoking. <laughs> that's, it, and that, that's You strike it. And you're then such a health-like driven person.
0: Oh. You, like I know you've had
1: your health challenges, right? I think but that's
0: probably why you think that way because I'm bec- oh and and because I'm vegan.
1: And you're vegan which yeah, means you're no. a better person. So maybe you had the health challenge. Oh my god. It's, it's our first minute in. It's <laughs> our first amazing. minute in. We haven't even introduced ourselves. We've already gotten talking about how we're vegans. This no, is. This, well, And this for the record I'm Best. Not A very
0: good one because I'm vegan at home, but if I'm out of the house, yeah, I might have an egg That's or right. something. I'm not a very good smoker, so, but know. um, but yeah, no, and and like uh, social smoking, my first cigarette was when I was 14.
2: Really, and like
0: so, mm. so smoking at parties, social smoking, whatever through high school, and then as soon as I turned 18, I was like, well, I you know, I, I, I'm not addicted, I can just have a couple at a party and then and then I'm fine, I've never felt a craving anyway. So I quit smoking 600 days ago at the age of 28. Ten
1: wow. years wow. later. That's wow! True. Congratulations! Thanks, terrific. Terrific. Thanks,
0: guys. Um, um, why why do, did you
2: quit smoking? Did you did you discover something to live for, or um,
0: a friend of mine died, oh.
1: and so uh, from that?
0: a from a different kind of cancer, and I just realised that I didn't want to do that to my family, yeah. So I quit.
1: Well, now I know this isn't the topic we into, but politicians smoking is this whole big scary oh, thing yes. where yeah. they get really, really edgy about. It. Like, I mean, it's not. I mean, I don't know if it's a secret, like Barnaby Joyce smokes. Yeah. Right? and it's always smoked, I've given like, him a smoke. I've um, him and Raleigh, a rollie. A After Q&A, yeah. He a-
0: gave me some rollies years ago after a show at the Opera House. Oh, it's not. Yeah, no, that's right. But yeah. we do the thing. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I like to spread cancer. That's my um, thing. But, um, <laughs> there's um yeah, the the secret the there's Australian Health you're Party. Not, you're not <laughs> technically allowed to smoke anywhere on the ABC, but there's a special secret place in a
1: sort of bunker outside the, well, the q and the, green there room. Well, there seems to be these weird rules when it comes to smoking and politicians in that – the media doesn't out them for it, right? yeah. Because everyone's in on it. The journos, I think the journos are probably the biggest group of smokers there are. 100%. Um, but at the same time, I think at senior political levels, not only from a perception problem, but just a logistical problem of smoking. Like, I think it's just really hard to be a smoker and be in politics these days. Well, the
2: easiest place to smoke in Canberra is actually Parliament House. Yes, it's that little courtyard in yes. the middle where everyone rushes to after the budget lockup or whenever. Um, but I, it, I mean, apart from Joe Hockey and Matthias Corman chowing down yeah. a couple cigars. of Cubans while um doing up the budget, do many politicians smoke anymore? Because I'm struggling yeah. to think. Yeah, of- they
1: do. They do. What you've got is, I mean, I actually, I actually have always thought it's a generational thing, right? You've got that older generation. I mean, it's the whole big debate about drugs in Parliament yeah. and drugs in yeah. politics too. I think you'll find there is that generation of older politicians who a lot of them still smoke. Then you've got the old lefty politicians who are all still... Pot oh, smokers. They're, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. Just, just pot smokers. They're hippies. bucket right? bongs. Mm. You know? Yeah, they're hippies from back in the day. you yeah, know. Got long on. comrades. And then you've got the kind of younger conservatives who just do the same party drugs the bankers and lawyers do in Sydney. But the drugs are easy. You can
2: hide the drugs. You can do the drugs in a toilet cubicle or whatever, in yep. your office lock the door. But you can't do that with smoking. It's very, very hard to smoke in secret. Yes. yes. So I, I just wonder how they get away with it.
1: Well, they're not matter of getting away with it. I mean, they, they do a lot of them in the courtyard. Um, but... Uh, with the drugs doing it I think the big the big drug issue in politics that doesn't really get talked about is the pharmaceuticals mm. right oh. in that you know I I still hold the view that you can walk in in about three minutes and get any kind of sleeping pill mm. you know um, antidepressant SSRI and, and some of this is you know, legitimately. I can't even name. get codrill from chemist warehouse.
2: Really? Yeah, I hit my limit. Really? Yeah, I got this big lecture from the the pharmacist, so Oh, because
1: they took your name and your details. Yeah, there yeah, yeah. Which
2: said, so, so, oh, okay. Well, you better not have any more. He gave me this like, this, okay, this is your last hit. Mm-hmm. And so you, this, after this, you know, and then he gave me this big lecture about how it closes your blood vessels or yeah, something. It's look, like, well, first- come on, mate. If you're a real pharmacist, you wouldn't be working at chemist warehouse. I think there are loads to agree. of prescription drugs. Right. My first
0: ever job was a pharmacy assistant. Really? And I agree with that pharmacist. It can really be doing you a lot of damage. And if your, well, system, yeah, if your symptoms need persist, the see your doctor. Yeah, but that
2: doctor's not going to give it to me, is he? Uh, Do you know
0: what? I did, uh, I when I was, you know, doing morning radio, which obviously I'm still on sick leave from, um, I may or may not have walked into a pharmacy every so often and pretended to have the sniffles because with my yes. sleep problems, Basically, the only way I could function for the show was if, as soon as I woke up, I took a Sudafed.
1: Yeah,
2: that's right.
0: And that's then like good. two coffees on the walk to work. But anyway, yeah, yeah. you
1: pop a couple of Juremains. Right. You tell no, your pharmacist. I, I you tell the, your doctor you got an eating disorder. I, I had the opposite problem. I was doing. Um, I, I got. I had a little bit of sleeping when I was in Parliament little bit of sleeping pills for travel and this and that. Yeah. Mm, and which then, is
0: reasonable.
1: But then you realise, no, the problem with sleeping pills, and this is like the Tamazepine and things and the Valiums and that of the world, still Stilnox, I think it's called, yeah, um, because Stilnox is, in America, what do they call it? They don't call it Stilnox. they've got that. Ambient. Ambient, yeah, still mm. the same thing, right? Like, same active ingredients. It's so addictive, right? Yeah. It's yeah. because it's so good. Mm.
2: That's right. Yeah?
1: It's so good that it all becomes so addictive. And so I actually realised, like, I, I had to get away from I had the opposite problem. my my problem wasn't the, the getting the energy was the coming yeah. down at the end oh, of the Oh, you're night. unstoppable, yeah. And so like
0: Oh, but uh, so the night before my show I would also take a sleeping pill. Like it was I I, I very good. poor sleep. Well, good post, for you. so, so you're balanced, like, you're a balanced drug addict. While you smoked a
1: cigarette. Yeah.
0: I'd quit by the time I did by morning then. radio. Okay, okay. I think. No. Well anyway, guys, See, there's I'm an election.
1: The, oh, what? Oh yeah. We we we're talking we're about, talking about
2: trinescence. Trinescence. this is one of my favorite topics. <laughs> In that case, <laughs> I definitely need the pseudoephedrine.
0: So let's say uh, a politician doing drugs, whether they've whether it's accurate or not. This could be um, brought to the public in a underground negative campaign. Oh, oh
1: great segue. Yes. Which I'm, is I'm,
0: what I have written down here that yeah, we would okay. like to talk okay. about.
1: So this is the bit that I – last week we uh, we spoke about Fraser Anning uh, on the yep. – pod- well, actually uh, earlier in the week. Yeah. We spoke about Fraser Anning on the podcast – and this tweet that, well, yeah. Facebook post that he Went he put full up, racist. Went full racist. And so mm. you can't go full racist. You only ever can go half racist. Oh, and you no, know. I'm not, just
2: quickly, I'm not sure if we mentioned it on, on Monday, but the, the the family he used, the picture of the Muslim family he used was a family whose child had been abducted. Yes. Oh. Who they have still never found, oh, which I don't Jesus. think had come out when we recorded. But um, so just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, even, yeah. ac- even accidentally, he somehow manages to get even worse than he tries to be on purpose. Which is as worse as anyone could possibly be.
1: Anyway. Well, yeah. when be. he turns around. And so I actually, since we've had that, in the, the episode went up uh, yesterday. We're recording this on Wednesday for, for a Thursday release. Uh, I've had a, quite a few private messages and that being sent to me and quite a few stories about the stuff that's being put out there. Now, I think a lot of people listening to this podcast, are politically active, yeah, uh, or engaged in politics, yeah, and what we are have to keep reminding ourselves what is being run on our airways on the TV in paid advertising as much as we go. Clive Palmer billboards and mm. and and you know Pauline Hansen kind of uh, implied racism mm. of I'll say what you think and this and that even phrase and post. this is all the above the water stuff. Mm. Yeah, there is a subterranean underwater world which the political parties I honestly don't and everyone goes oh yeah. political parties they don't control this anymore. Yep, they can't mm. control. They it. can't control it. Yeah. so I can right now make a I can make a Facebook post or a, or whatever post I want saying something incredibly outrageous about Scott Morrison or Josh Frydenberg, incredibly personal, it could be funny or it could be some deviant part of a sexual history or or they've stolen money, just complete fabricated lie. Mm. There is an audience that yeah. will immediately retweet that. And forget about Twitter because Twitter, which is where elections are won and lost, right? <laughs> no, no, but, elections are
0: won and lost online and that's where Twitter well, no, I be. I actually
1: think that there is some truth to that in how this subterranean Yeah, I mean, you know, according to the Mueller report, that's true. Um, but Thank you. But in Facebook especially where... Yeah. Suburban people, kind of, you know, and I mean, in yeah, majority yeah, way, like, yeah. like there is a lot of like community engagement and non political engagement.
2: I th- that's right. I think Facebook, like Twitter, is the sort of the shouty town square, if you like. But Facebook mm. is meant to be an extension of your
1: kind of community, and so I think people trust it more. Well, I went, so I've gone through, and I actually, I don't know what most people's Facebooks like, but I, I have, I have two accounts: a public my, my, my private account is largely, largely my high school friends. Everyone's on there from yep. school. It's yep. kind of, you know, we all kind of found each other. And I started going through. <laughs> Facebook's where you go to find the people you tried to get away from. I love yes. it. <laughs> no, no, they were trying to get away from me. They were trying so, to get away from me. Wait, do you so, have
0: two Facebook accounts, did you say?
1: I have my public one, which is my p- former politician page, which is now just So the pa- me, page, you know, not an account, though. Yeah, and then a private account called Sydney Sam. Why am I okay, saying Okay, right, because I was going to yeah. say, like,
0: I'm friends with one called called that one. Mm. Uh, so Sydney Sam is, is my private
1: account. Please oh. feel free to add me. I can that's when I put well, it. I, I I don't even know what I have. I was like, been.
0: have you given me like the 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 public I don't care why and no the, and no. then okay, good.
1: So, anyway, it's nice yep. to
0: feel loved. So,
1: um but you actually start seeing what's what's actually <laughs> in this. You. Ah, you. I, you. I love Thank you, Joe Hildebrand. Ah, AH, I really love you.
0: Thank yeah. you. It's funny I how you. I needed to hear that today. Let's let's move on.
1: I always have I always will. You complete me. Okay, so you had me, and I'm usually more professional. <laughs> move on, move on. Okay, so, um, <laughs> and so I started looking through, and some of the stuff being shared is outright lies. Yeah, outright lies, fake stuff. Yeah. Um And by the way, on all political sides, I mean, there's some outrageous stuff about you know Bill Shorten and, and abortion and yep. and and women's right to choose and making some outrageous. Policy positions that aren't true, and some stuff about safe schools and that—that's not true. And on the other hand, my progressive friends are sharing stuff which is completely untrue about Liberal Party taxes and banks and and this and privatizing and, Medicare. Pri- yeah, <laughs> um, but but all these kinds of things that kind of get run in these campaigns. And I actually think there is this whole underworld. So so I'm putting a shout out. Right. Share with us if you're getting any kind of yeah. dodgy social media. The worst lie. The, the worst biggest lie. lie, biggest lie you've got out there, and and, and also send me your dick pics.
0: <laughs> Look, I can give you one right now. Warren Mundine tweeted this last night. Uh, he tweeted a link to Angus Taylor's SoundCloud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a fun place that seems to be. Yes. The, the I feel like these are two men
2: who actually don't know what a SoundCloud is.
0: Yeah, and the, and the caption is, a Bill Shorten government wants to force you to install an electric vehicle charging station whenever you build or renovate your home. Whether you drive an electric car or not, this will cost homeowners thousands. Homeowners can't afford labour. Now, he got ratioed very hard for this one. If you're not on Twitter. What does ratio mean? So ratios mean um, if you get more replies than likes or retweets because oh. it means people are writing like, you fucking idiot. You oh, know, blah, that's blah, blah, blah. a bad thing. So that's a, to get racist. Oh, man, I've been yeah. tweeting <laughs> terribly.
1: <laughs> I've been looking at it
2: the other way. Yeah, no, getting <laughs> oh, is, that, but, is, is that, a, but surely that can't be the measure of whether or not what he says is true. No,
0: not at all. It's just a it's just a really it's sort of schadenfreude right. Twitter thing. Like, you're going to get it, fucking so, But this is how, is. okay, so
2: this is how, you know, as they say, a lies run halfway across the world while the truth is still putting its pants on. Mm-hmm. The... So wasn't the whole thing with the electric thing where Labor or someone said, well, you could just make it, you know, people are saying, well, how on earth are you going to charge a car? We don't even have electrical, out- electrical sockets with a high enough output to do it in less than eight hours or whatever it is. You have to have a super high powered mm. docking station. And then someone said, I'm not sure if it was um, Labor spokes or someone or someone from the industry or whatever said, so, oh, well, you could just put it in. New, You just have with new houses or renovations, you say, well, this is part of the, the code. Yeah, you okay. have to put in this super electricity thing. And Angus Taylor says, right, so now Labor's saying that every new house is going to have to have this. Yeah. So that's not quite a lie, is it? Like it's like it's it's kind of he's kind of it's kind of, he's kind of, if, he's kind of putting force it, you to do no this. But he's putting hard edges on yes he's putting hard edges on a kind of wishy washy maybe sometime promise or suggestion or half thought or word cloud if you will
0: a word cloud Jesus Christ the word bird
2: what if Jesus Christ was a word cloud it'd be like sin apostles love wine wow okay cool I'm just I'm just trying to. You know, think outside the box. Yeah, no. But like, so there's the big, the the big, serious, I guess, really nasty, negative underground campaign that's going on is is a claim about Bill Shorten, which has sort of been aired very cautiously and rightly. So in the um, in the mainstream press, and and basically, no one wants a bar of it. Mm. Um, uh, anymore, but it has been bubbling along, and, and it is a really ugly claim. We won't repeat it, but most people will know it's been going around for a while. And, and I mean, I, and, I
0: don't and, and, and know enough been... about it to say that it—that I believe it to be false.
1: Uh, but certainly, look, I can't believe. I can't certainly, believe. Certainly we're going, been no we evidence. are there's not going to use this. No, no, we are not using but, this podcast to spread rumors about the prime minister. said Mack is in, <laughs> 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 which is the other one. <laughs>
2: Which is the other one. But um but
0: there's no it, evidence often in stuff. But like it is, that. that's all I'll say.
2: Yeah, okay, sure, fine, whatever. But the, the point is people are innocent until proven guilty. And 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 unless that remains the case, we might as well all just lock ourselves up until someone comes up and proves how innocent we are. Um and and I suppose the thing is that you can, you can use these things in the dark corners of the internet where elections are won and lost, mm-hmm. um, to to spread stuff that can get traction and can result in you know, changing elections. And it happened, it happened in the U S with Donald Trump, even with Donald Trump, not really doing anything, just with Russian bots going, Oh, I wonder what this little baby can do. <laughs> and, and just seeing how much, how much they could fuck shit up and what would work. And, yeah. and, it, and it did work. And, and it's interesting. I think um, in, in a couple of cases that, that both the, the, the the dirty claims about ScoMo and Bill have just landed in this last week. And and and, and reemerged in this last week after sort of petering out, and I wonder if even though it's not the the parties who are doing this, and I have no doubt that it's that it's not because if it ever got traced to them, the the blowback would be worse than the benefits. But uh, it's it's it strikes me as it's people it's it's people who know what they're doing. It's not mm. just people who are sort of you know off in la la land.
1: No, well, well he, he's, he's not. Problem-
0: very party adjacent though.
2: Yeah, but it's, it's like people. Like the it's,
0: ALP in Victoria did a lot of – it was staffers doing a lot of sort of pulling out dirt and that kind well, of thing. Oh, no, yeah, no, there's no, certainly no.
2: dirt units and dirt files and spreading different stuff. Things. That, this is that, different that, things. different But that okay. you would plant that with the sort of, you know, with a you know, proper journo or whatever and, you know, and let that I go. I see, right. So we're talking
0: about we're just the talking the putting about, it butcher. Yeah. But yeah. We're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah.
2: Stuff, that's, stuff that is so sorted and so um, either uh, – Defamatory. D- so defamatory uh, and so baseless or unable to be proven or whatever it is that if it were to go back to – If it were to get back to the party, which inevitably would if someone tried hard enough, there would be a a catastrophic almost sort of um,
1: extinction-level backlash. Yeah, but but let's speak how a dirt file would work, right, very simply. I mean Mm -hmm. the simple model, uh, if I was preparing one, is that I would prepare – let's say, H, I've got – I think you've uh, – there was, let, let's say you attended an event in, let's say you're a federal member of parliament mm-hmm. and you went down to Melbourne to attend a union or whatever event, which is on the gray area between what should or shouldn't be legitimate travel, yeah. right? right? Because it's always about your interpretation. Or let's say you're, you've gone to go to some get up meeting down there yeah. or you're going to go to some right wing kind of rally, whatever it is, right? My yeah. kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Whatever the thing is, I will prepare the package. Yeah. I'll, I'll look at your travel. I'll look at your records. i say what it costs. Then I would give it to journalist Joe Hildebrand or journalist X or Y. Joe would run the story, right? Um, And then then there would be a plan where at the press conference my leader, Bill Short and Scott Morrison, would get asked about the story in thing and then they would say, look, I I read the reports this morning. (laughs) I was shocked to read in the day. And, and, And I just want to say that my opponent, you know, Bill Short and Scott Morrison needs to take action, and, and, and this is what happened with all these yep. candidates got yep. dumped. All of a sudden a story about the tweets and the leaders saying, well, look, uh, they're going to have to stand up and do something. Like okay, it. well,
2: on this I'll, I'll ask two things. Do you think um, that uh, two, two plants that to me had Dirt Unit written yep. all over it, do you think the Libs um, dropped the stuff about Shorten's mum to the telly and do you think that Labor worded up a journo to ask Scott
1: Morrison if he thought gay people would go to hell? Boom. Uh, unequivocally I would say yes to both. Yeah, same. I definitely on the first and, 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 and definitely on the second, and this is why. The travelling, each one of these journos is now trying to get their own moment on the bus. I mean, Joe, you know this better than I yep. would, right? So in a weird way now, they're all competing with each other <laughs> to get their moment, right? And what do you mean by their moment on the well, bus? Their big scoop? no it's not this well it's beyond if you're on the bus you're not really getting a scoop right yeah, i that's mean that's right
2: that's why all the senior press so what happened the reason i've been on the bus um for so many times is because the senior journos, the good journos, refused to go. So the press gallery journos refused to go on the bus So because they thought they'd get Stockholm Syndrome. They could be treated like mushrooms, basically. They wouldn't know what else was going on. The the leaders' offices or the campaign officers would have too much control over the information. They wouldn't know where they were going. It was hard to make calls without other people hearing what you're doing so everyone would know your angle, including the staffers or your rival media outlets. Uh, and then I went on the bus with... Kevin, especially um, with the Fork in the Road tour yep. in particular. And I, and, and so whereas previous, um, no one no one went on it. Even other people, other senior journalists were there for the first day or two, then they all dropped off, they all went back to camera or whatever. And um, Pembo was edited at the telly at the time, and he just said, just stick with it to his great credit. And I just went everywhere with him. And basically, I refused to just sort of do the crappy little colour pieces or whatever they speed. I wasn't just going to say. So pretty much every day or night i would hammer kevin about what his policy was on this and that if we go mm-hmm. somewhere i say well what's your policy on this we go to a dentist say well what's your dental policy and he say, oh we haven't worked on that blah blah blah." and then i did the whole tricky dicky thing of saying going back to latham's platforms on everything and saying well hang on this was labor's platform on dental care it was like some two billion dollar plan or scheme or something so are you saying you're going to drop that or that that's now in doubt or that, you know, blah, 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 there's an accent, And Kevin, obviously having the smart politicalist, can go, whoa, 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 hang on a minute, let me make a call. And he called Nicola Roxen or whoever. And then pretty much that evening, like clockwork, you get a story and say, all right, yep, we're going to keep it. And I go, right, Kevin Rudd pledges to pledges $2 billion free dental care policy or whatever yep. it was. And all the journos in the camera press gallery lost their shit because they're saying, hang on a minute, why are you handing out drops to this nobody from Sydney who and Kevin He was he was there and he asked me. And so now I think there's a um not that I'm taking credit for it, but now I think there is a tendency to put more senior people on the road again
1: because you don't want that thing. So it's this weird yeah, tension. Anyway But but, but there's also this kind of fine line now between them getting their own Moment of sunshine, right? Yep. In terms of the the you and and again, it's like it's fine line. So the New South Wales Press Gallery, there was always kind of Andrew Connell yep. who'd come and kind of yell. Um, uh, I think in this federal election, Jonathan Lee's done that as well, A, yep. a bit. And, he's and been I, good, I thought. He's been look. Look, I have no issues. There are two people, that, the two types that I don't have issues with. I don't have issues with partisans. Who are just partisan, mm-hmm. right? Like everyone, like, social media likes to have a go at Chris Kenny and that. Like, I don't no issues with Chris Kenny, yeah. right? The guy's a lib, right? He's mm-hmm. a lib who writes for the Australian. That's absolutely fine, right? Like, if you're a partisan and you're from a political party and you've had that background and everyone knows what it is and you're Piers Ackerman or a Chris Kenny, yeah. you know, go for it. Even Troy Bramson, you know, who's been young Labour and the Labour Party, right? yeah. that's completely, you're coming at He's still at- solid.
2: He's Labour, right? Yeah, yeah, no, but he yeah. is, you know,
1: and he'll disagree with the Labour yeah. Party the same way, you know. But w- so I have no issues with partisans. And I have no issues with the Jonathan Lees in that world who are tough on everyone. Yeah, like he he yep. went on the bus with Bill and was just hammering him every day, and he's been hammering Morrison when yep. he was on the Morrison travelling party. And both sets of PMO and, and, and opposition will tell you what an asshole he is. Like you know, no, but John, I mean, like that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right. that's, that's Good. Yeah. The, the worst <laughs> ones, the ones that bother me, are the traitors. Yeah. And I mean, I don't mean Trey Tor. I mean Trey mm-hmm. So they will do a deal with UH to get a yarn today, and then rat on you to do a secret drop from someone else the yeah, next day. Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. pretending they're everyone's friend all the time. No, right. like at least, like at least be. You know, at least be transparent about it. Yeah. You, you're not mates, and don't pretend to be mates. If you're a partisan, you're a partisan. Be a partisan. You know, people like Chris Kenny, and then wear it with a badge of honour, I and mean, good yeah. on them. Like, I, I have can his sometimes to Chris ha- Kenny, not that It can sometimes happen, sort of organically though, where like
2: the really good political operators, and I'm sure you would have done it, but you know, the, the, the really smart press sex in you know in Yemma's office were really good at it um, back in the day. Maurice um, Yemma, former Premier of New South Wales. Uh, You'd, if if you called up and said right you know the opposition is giving you some dirt on something or whatever or some yarn or whatever and say oh, I'm just doing this yarn about you know another politician caught with his pants down or drink driving or whatever it happened to be and um, and and Yemma's office uh, would go um, say oh so what you running huh Wait one second blah 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 they go it's a bit like a cartoon it's like Homer Simpson <laughs> it's a very um,
0: Australia's Funniest they, Home Videos right. energy to that. Then they'd
2: come back and say, hey, guess what I've got for you? And it would either be they'd either flip the same yarn or they'd come back with something so big that it would land on the front page and knock that other yarn off. So they'd come back and say, hey, we just got the green light for the M5 or whatever it, yes. is, or wherever it might be. So you could call that horse trading from the journo if you like, but you could also call it just good spinning. So, you know. But yeah, I know what you mean. I used to always just tell people that they were going to get a bit of a tickle up.
0: In politics is something that you've brought up with this show. You want to talk about that
1: is the worst (laughs) segue. you're so good at your segues, like. It's just this turn it. you took. I, I just, it. I'm not sure where we're going, and it's better than you know earlier in the week when we were talking about Dutch and Swedish philosophers, and his yeah, and
0: Danish accent. I uh, looked
1: actually. it up. It yeah, well, I was wrong. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
2: Well, how about um, if we say um, is, is imitation an art form, or is imitation yeah, just the one. sincerest form of flattery? That's probably a better one. Or is yeah, one. It's just, yeah, derivative. <laughs> just derivative, <laughs> like Madonna and Lady, Lady Gaga.
0: You know what? I'm just going to take a step back because you're right. That was a shit one. As hey, I was saying it, I was like, no!" As I was saying it, I was like. P.U. But I forgot to, once again, I was like, Is, oh, okay. I forgot it. Is
2: imitation art?
0: Is it Joe Hildebrand? Go.
2: Yes. My two favourite policies this week uh, yep. were the Coalition's um, guarantee for first-time homeowners yep. and Labor's guarantee for first-time homeowners, which was, in fact, the Coalition's guarantee for first-time homeowners. And I thought they actually jumped on that grenade really, really Well, and really, really early, and maybe it just seems like a simple thing, but I thought they just thought, right, okay, that's a good one, can't argue against it, jump on it, take the blow, whatever. They squished um, uh, ScoMo's uh, moment of glory, uh, if you like. It was still, it still got a good run, but took the wind out of his sails, and it reminded me of the even more artful uh, copycat uh, policy of. Kevin Rudd in 2007. And do you remember this? Remember when uh, Howard was back in the polls? um, uh, Rudd was almost unbackable. Howard calls the election. He thinks, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice on this one. I can take him. I took the last one when they said I'd lose. I can take this guy. And announced this huge Tax cut policy. It yeah, was massive. It was, it was just massive. tax cuts for everybody. I think it was something like 30 billion bucks or something, or whatever it was, a huge amount. And it was for everyone, absolutely everyone. And, and, it, and they were big tax cuts yep. too. And, and everyone. Whole just 10 went, years of economic management This where, where guy can... is the master. Like no. this guy, this is this is John Howard. This is why he's been around for 10 years. And, you know, what how on earth can Labor possibly counter this? And I don't know exactly what the conversation was that went on, but Labor just went. We're not going to counter it. In fact, we're just going to copy it. We're going to take it. And what the, the master stroke was that they copied letter for letter, word for word, number for number, every single part of the coalition's tax cut package, except for the top twenty thousand yeah. dollars. So from they did everything up to one hundred eighty thousand, right and from one hundred eighty to two hundred. They just, they just let so go. Screw it, them. They're not going to vote for us anyway. Which meant that suddenly Howard had gone from giving tax
1: cuts to everybody everyone. to suddenly just giving a tax cut to the very, very the, the, rich. The, the actually, oh, they yeah. actually so went smart. one bit, one bit further than that. They said that if you remember, and the money we're going to save by doing this is how we're going to pay for the um, laptops in schools That's program, right. which ended up being a huge boon to a lot of the porn industry. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and then he held up, he held that's up the classic, he held God. up like it's great this is a great photo still because it's a very, very old school laptop. Or was new then but old school guys bangs it that. this is the toolbox of the future. Whereas Buddy should have says is, this is the Napland test of the future. Oh man. That was, a, there was but, a Yeah, but that was genius. But is no, he no, well here's the other thing that happens, and it's amazing what happens in political discourse. The second both political parties adopt something, then all of a sudden it becomes accepted wisdom that it's good policy. Mm. Mm. Now, I don't know anything about like the details of this. I think at first there were some questions about has it been costed, has it been not, has it been... No, no, no. But the no. second it gets adopted, it just becomes a fact. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden the debate suddenly moves on from, hang on, yeah. we'll just stop for a second, right? Is this going to push up prices? Is it a good idea? <laughs> right. Is it a bad idea? Like, the second there's consensus on policy there is no space anymore in this country to debate it. Mm. And, and and that's why that's when- That's right. So and it was actually the policy of Scott Morrison and Bill Shorten before it had even
2: been adopted or approved by either of their respective cabinets. Amazing. Like their own front benches hadn't even seen it before both the leaders had agreed on it. And it, wow. no, you're right, it hadn't been costed. It hadn't been modelled. It was just back of the beer coast and this stuff will now be an run. accepted
1: policy yep. and it will now be implemented simply because both political parties have adopted it. That's right,
2: and of course, it can't it can't be blocked in the Senate because it's the party whichever policy. party
1: ends up being the opposition.
0: Wow. So everyone's hands are tied to this policy.
1: Well, this is how you end up with things like baby bonuses that go on for years and years. And then at some point the consensus gets broken. I remember it was towards the end of the um, Rudd-Gillard government where they kind of said, we just can't justify the baby bonus anymore, you know, and it kind of slowly got phased out. But you end up with these crazy policies that were good politics at the time. And it feels a bit like the cycle. Like Mm. it almost feels like, it happens in the police force a lot, but it's like we go. We need a first home buyer's grant. We need a first home buyer scheme. Then we go. Oh, the first home buyer screams riding up prices of property. For let's get rid of it. Then we get rid of it. And someone says five years later, hey, we need a first home buyer scheme. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the police. The police always end up every once in a while. Goes, you know what? We need a drug squad. We need a yeah. drug task force. Then 10 years later, it ends up being the drug task force of the people who are running drugs in the city, right? There's a Royal Commission. There's a break. They go, get rid of the drug task force. They get rid of it. The 10 years later, goes, you know what we need? We need a drug task force. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the cycle. And I, I bet is, you. And, but, and
2: it's also the things that once you creep in, once they <laughs> the, the thing is that bonuses end up becoming the norm and then, of course, taking away the bonus, ends up being interpreted as a penalty. And yeah. we're seeing that with, you know, Everything Shorten's doing is described as a tax hike. Yes. Whereas he would say, "Oh no, we're just getting rid of tax concessions." And the other, the other funny thing is that when it becomes part of the culture in New South Wales, there's a thing called the, um, it's it's like the bus pass. Yeah, the school, school bus kid, buses. The school bus pass, right? So it's this weird anomaly that just seems to happen in New South Wales. Someone thought it would be a good idea in some election campaign, yep, and it's some free party, bus passes. Some party said, "Well, we can't argue with that because that means I we have." bus
0: passes were free.
1: They are in New South Wales. They were. They are in, right. they are okay, in New right. South Wales. Where that's
2: right. School, yeah. And and basically another thing, this is another danger that politicians run into when there's too much churn through leadership, is you lose corporate knowledge. You lose corporate memory. And so when, uh, I think it was Nathan Rees.
1: Yeah, tried to get rid of was it. was trying to save all this
2: money. And he, he was the third, fourth premier or whatever in you know, a few years. The premier on a Tuesday. And all these ministers <laughs> had gone. That's right. All the ministers had gone. The last two premiers had gone. And- He's, he's trying to find all these ways to save money. He's going to school bus bus. What on earth is this? What are we doing? We're just handing out money to to kids to get the bus for free. What's, well, this is ridiculous. Only three but No one's gonna miss that. And there was one uh long-standing MP who was who'd still stuck around and said, You cannot do this. This is insane. Was don't Skibo? don't, don't uh, no, it was um it was yeah, it was Gibbot. Yes. yes, yes, it was Blacked Skibo. down. That's right, blacked out. And um and and no one listened to him and and and, of course, they went ahead and did it, and it was it was the, the bullet in the chamber that that took him down mm-hmm. because it was just, it's like, come on, mate, school bus passes. But why? But okay. school bus passes. Yeah. Okay. So
1: why? It was a school bus.
2: Why are you taking a school bus? Why are you taking money off my children?
1: It We're really it was like that.
0: The- for kids to get an education. All of those things I mean, it's very bad. Just get your hand hand out out of, Get your
2: hand out of my kid's pocket the, on a school bus. What okay. kind of creep, what kind of monster <laughs> sticks his hand into little kids' pockets when they're on the school bus?
1: But there is a variation well, of the same kind of psychological study that's been done to death and no one's really linked this to politics but <laughs> before this podcast. Which is that, you know, they go in and they say to them, they, they, people think they're there for a different study. And yeah. they give them there's a mug sitting on the table and they go, What do you think that mug's worth? right and then and um, people will give you a price and then if you said separately to them, this is a gift that we're giving you for doing this study, how much would we have to pay you to buy you back from you? All of a sudden when they think they've got something, they value it twice on average All mm. right, over long studies. Something you believe is yours or it's yeah. been given to you has double the value of something that has never been yours. And it's the same thing with policy. That's exactly Taking right. Taking stuff away. And this is where it gets really hard. So, you know, you take this whole and, franking credits debate for the yeah. party. right? Now, they, they've sat on it and they took the bullet. Yeah. effectively they said the pain we're going to get for this is going to allow us to pay for all this other stuff we want to do and that's a political calculation they've done in the cold light of day. A lot of time I think in politics people don't realise that you end up with a very, 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 you know, Active group of people who are affected and will mm-hmm. vote based on it. That's right. And others, the one classic case of, you know, gun legislation that in Australia, not, I mean, going in Australia in yeah. 1988, yeah. right? I mean, this is before Howard and before all that. The last time anyone really tried was Barry O'Sworth in 88 in New South Wales, trying to do some really tough gun laws. And the polling said, oh, 70% of people backed in, blah, blah, blah. But the, the others, there's 10, 15%, they vote on it. That's right. And, yeah. and same with this franking credits thing. Now, Labor's made a calculation that the broad benefit of spending. Spending the money elsewhere is worth more, but the people who are affected. Yeah, there's a Melbourne pussyfooting around this. Paint has been massively stripped off the Labor vote in these communities who are directly affected. People know when they're affected; mm. they're not really aware of that's a right. future benefit they may
2: get. That's right, and that's the the gun stuff. That's the reason why they can never get any gun reform. In the US. No. Because even though, even though, and it's been shown time and time again, especially after Sandy Hook and every other massacre, um, the vast majority of, of people, even in the US, want tighter gun control. But the thing is that for them it's a it's a third, fourth, fifth, sixth tier issue behind jobs or education, weather. whereas the people who don't want further gun control, that is it, that is all they care about yep. and they will fight almost literally to the death. To protect it. And so even though it might just be 15 or 20% in favour and 80% against, it will never go through because those 15 to 20% will die in a ditch. And the other thing is with politics is once something's tangible, it is very, very hard to touch. This is why you can can give people twice as much money in compensation for, say, the rise they have got in their electricity bill. But because they are not seeing that, because because they can hold their electricity bill and go, holy shit, this is twice as high as it was two years ago, and you know that is literally why you have a con- the concept of bill shock because it happens in this yep. one moment. Whereas you can give someone the exact same amount of money or more every week through tax cuts or a rebate or whatever it might be, but it Again, will never
0: have. I'll, the same I'll, I'll
1: give you two examples. Two examples, please do. Right? I think in Australian politics where these things have happened, one is private health insurance, mm. right? So it currently costs, I think it's six billion a year. Might be over the four estimate. I think it's six billion a year, right? Private health insurance rebate. There you can. There is an argument out there, right? And people I don't make the argument that you put that money in the public health system, you'll get different outcomes, better outcomes, whatever, right? Um, and private school, the funding of private education, yep. right? You know, um, subsidizing private schools. Both of which. Right? You try and touch that in Australian politics. You try and take, and you can argue. Even if you were going to do a whole redistributive model and say we're going to give that money back to people in tax breaks, and then if they choose to spend it on private health, they'll have more money to be able to spend on private health themselves. That no. Yep, right. Same with education. If you said, well, not 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 even not even taking the lefty argument and saying that, oh well, you know, we should only be funding public education and no private education. If you just said it's going to be actually tax break. Actually, yeah. we're going to do tax breaks to high income earners, who are the people most likely to be using it, and then they can decide what they want to do and they want to pay more for school fees. No. classic what you say, these are the kind of the remaining bits of middle-class welfare that are politically untouchable in this country. Because they're things. They're things. It's like if your deadbeat mate says, can I borrow a
2: 100 bucks?" and you know you're never going to see it again, you still give it to him even though you know you're never going to see it again. But if someone someone takes something of yours, if he steals something of yours or takes something of yours that might just be worth 50 bucks, and says, oh, can I borrow this, and takes it and- you never see that again you care about. See, You're going to care think about that. The issue there more. is
0: less that it's a thing and more about consent.
2: No, no, <laughs> no the, even, even if. No, but well, even Yeah, even, but even, people
1: feel like when politicians yeah. take stuff off them, that there's, there's, they're right and, there's, there's, and that's theirs. And to a certain extent, right. I mean, you know, I'm not going down the liberal Democrat kind of all taxation is theft perspective, but for a lot of people, they feel these things are theirs. That's yeah. right. And it all depends on your perspective. Is all the money I get mine and
2: anything the government takes? You know, yeah. they're stealing from me or is all money a result of society and I'm taking my fair share or more than but, my But, fair
1: but share? also too, and, and again, in fairness, a lot of people play by the rules and price into government certainty. So give the example of negative gearing, yeah. right? Now, the labour policy is not retrospective, but no one understands that or knows that because the concept right. of retrospectivity is really complicated, yeah. right? But I'm a old migrant in Sydney right, you know, first generation, I, uh, I, I'm I, not. I know a lot, obviously. Yeah, I thought you actually were yeah. describing <laughs> yeah, so. yourself. I no, was no, like, no, come I'm, on. I'm, you're I'm, a millennial. I'm, 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 <laughs> um, but, you know, I don't, you know, be, this is just culturally the migrant communities in places like Sydney, especially in marginal seats, Uh, invested in property. They didn't get in the share market. Mm -hmm. They didn't do the superannuation path outside of their employment. They bought a second or third property and they made a shitload of money in this industry out of it, right? You start taking away negative gearing. Part of the argument also becomes, yeah, they feel like as age, as you were saying before, for them it does feel like, even though the policy doesn't do that per se, but if a policy did, was retrospective, um, uh, and they don't know it's not, um, they would feel like that has been stolen off them they mm. feel like i yeah. did not consent yeah. to this mm. this was something that was mine you told me it was mine i behaved like it was mine and now yeah. and another way of looking at it economically is this is just a tax break was
2: mm. ridiculous but also but also that's exactly right negative gearing on paper looks insane it looks absolutely insane because you're basically saying that if you're rich enough to own two houses you get a benefit but if you're so poor you can only afford one or n- none at all, then you get nothing. Yes. Yep. So it looks insane from that aspect. but when you look at it from the other, degree, firstly you have got um, not just you know ethnic people, but uh, people tradies, blue collar people who aren't interested in the stock market, want nothing to do with it. But will like I've got a mate who's a, a carpenter, and he's got he's up to the wazoo in debt and everything. Yeah. He's got he's got houses everywhere, and mm-hmm. he's he's the most dyed in the wool blue collar. Strine, you know, CFMEU member, the whole works that you're ever gonna see. He should be he should be rusted on labor. So so you end up accidentally going after your own base. Meanwhile, this worry.
0: I pay three hundred dollars a week to share an apartment with four other people.
2: That's right. And this,
0: so, is, this is the uh, thing that's my happened. My best to you, mate. <laughs> well, that's no, exactly no, no, but That's exactly
1: The right, weird so. thing that's happened with property prices at this election, and, and Scott Morrison was being asked about his policy. This is just as Labor was adopting it, so that then something wasn't able to be debated. Is this whole grey area where politicians kind of want to straddle the line between yes, people want property prices the kind of come down, but some people don't. They yep. do. So there's – people want kind of downward pressure, but they don't want the prices to actually drop. But like, This is the kind mm-hmm. of weird space they're in.
0: I want the prices to drop yeah. massively. Yes, I yes. No, no, well, no. Oh, a well, a yeah. lot
1: of people do, right? And, 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 and there are parents and them who do. So, yeah, as well, go, go, sorry.
0: Yeah, well, I was going to say, I remember um – God, was it a month ago or maybe a bit more where, you know, it's um, it all across the news, discussions everywhere about how the house prices have dropped below a million dollars. This mm. is, we're seeing a, a housing crisis is about to happen. What kind of a morally bankrupt society do we live in where a, a more people being able to afford a home is considered a crisis? That a, a house is less than one million dollars is a bad thing?
2: But you know what? You know you know what the best part of it is is that the last housing crisis we had was when the average house price went above a million (laughs) dollars. Yeah, exactly.
1: There is something about this city of Sydney in particular, and Melbourne too. It's really a Melbourne Sydney thing, where there is just a love of a discussion of property prices. Oh, they love a yeah. the discussion mm-hmm. about property prices.
2: Yeah. But it's just two different sides of the same fence. Like it's like, I mean, our house, we are screwed. We're mortgaged up to the wazoo. Our house is going down and we are trapped until it becomes worth as much as we paid for it yep. or more. And there's, you know, basically I can't do Yours is I a nice house anything. to be trapped and in. It is a nice house show. to be trapped in. That's why we're but, but right. no, it. No, but but, but I can't leave my wife. I can't. <laughs> You know, I can't leave my kids. Yeah. I can't. I yeah, can't I, have an affair. Yeah, I had I those mean,
0: concerns too. Then, I don't know. You have, you have a lot of rooms. Tara could That's could true. not even notice if well, you're on the other side of the well, house. Well, well,
1: two out of those three things I did, and let me tell you, was not a um. Uh, it was a very financially expensive thing to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I should <laughs> be clear about which two. Um, but the um. The the bit about the property price, no, the politics of it have kind of shifted where you've got this genera- intergenerational, it, it's an international challenge, but it's also this kind of grey area. and I've sat there with focus groups and seen people do this where they're kind of like, oh, I don't want property prices to drop, I don't want my house to drop, but I want my grandkids to be able to afford a house, I want my kids to be able to afford a house. But yeah. it's kind well, of Well, like which is it, grandma. Yeah. It's like yeah. I want everyone else's property price to drop, yeah. but not but mine.
0: But not mine. <laughs> This weekend, oh, so many parties,
1: so to many vote parties, for. Oh, to to vote political parties, oh, right, talking about yeah, yeah. party parties.
0: Well, both for me, but so many parties, not enough time. But we do have enough time <laughs> to cover one more, or do we want to talk about two more, Sam?
1: I, I wanted to talk about Darren Hinch.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Where is he? Exactly. That's a good point.
1: Exactly. Now Darren is up for election. He has the preference whisperer, uh, Glenn Drury, as the person doing his preferences. So he's got a great preference flow going to him out in Victoria. But for a man who was the human headline, I just feel that Darren has been strangely absent from this campaign.
0: That's a very good point. He's the the human buried lead.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, look, this is a guy who knows how to get media, who has had a history in the media He's quite respected by the media as a person you go to for comment and that. But he's nowhere. And this is his time to be up, obviously. It's a half-centred election. This is definitely his. He's definitely up for election. Um, He's a media machine down normally. Um, He's got every journal on speed dial. So even if he thought he had it all sewn up, like what is the benefit
2: of him? He's not the sort of guy who would just lie down and sip pina coladas or anything. Like he's
1: someone who likes being out and about.
2: He that does. Bit, maybe. <laughs> Not on the new liver. Yeah. He has watered down
1: wine. Um, but no, no, but but if, if you have a look at kind of last campaign, he did this big kind of regional tour. Yeah. And, uh, I've, I've kind of tried to keep a little bit of an eye on And right. his
2: initial election was a genius. His, like, well, it was last the time. First place. Sorry, of course it was. Yeah, it was last like,
1: time. It was the half-cent election. So he right. only just got up. So, look, Darren Hinch is a media machine of a career. Mm. And at the moment... Oh, I've been scanning through, you know, obviously the aged Herald sign. He, he, he is not present the way I would expect down here. I would expect him to be bigger than Fraser, bigger than Pauline or at level of is Pauline. Is he
2: still doing Sunrise stuff?
1: Um, oh, I don't know. I, don't I remember. I, I haven't – look, let me put it this way. If he has, he's not doing his shock jock self. Mm. He was a guy who knew how to get a headline –
2: do you think all the other shock jocks have become so shocking that Darren is now? Because Darren now looks like the epitome of, of sort of left of center sensibility. He's just a bloke yeah, he's who went a to sort of jail elderly. for yeah.
1: naming pedophiles, right? Now, yeah. whatever you think of the merits of that or the non merits that, that's, that's a, a headline. huge core. Yeah. He went to jail yeah. for yeah. naming pedophiles. And yet, this campaign, what's is that what happened? Has has Darren Hitch become mainstream? <laughs> god, he's
2: got a golden tooth, Max. Hey, I've, I've well, done I'll, a
0: scroll through his Twitter feed just now as we've been talking, and I can't even see a, a, a main feed tweet that he's penned himself. It's all just retweets. Well, do
2: you know how he's like, because he, he was copped. Oh I my mean, god, it was boring. He's an election trope for you getting shit on Twitter. But like he did, he had copped a, a bit of stuff where he seemed to, you know, pick the wrong horse with a couple of tweets. And has he got gun shy? Or more to the point, what is going on with him and Glenn Drury? If we want to talk micro-parties, mm. yep. so Glenn Drury's whole philosophy, his whole modus thing is he's completely amoral, if you like, apolitical, um, that he he doesn't care or he provides a system. He doesn't prefer one micro-party over the other, but he gets them all in a room and he says, right, you do this, you all preference each other, one of you all get up. I don't care who, just give me my fee and... You know, you've got a hundred percent more of a chance than your current chance, which is zero. Mm. So one of you will actually get up. Now that he's working as Hinch's chief of staff, and presumably stitching together the preference flow for the Justice Party, um, what does like what
1: does that mean for? The rest of his work and the rest of the micro
2: parties, would they be feeling a little bit
1: stiff? I think they would, but he'd be good enough to be able to still say to them, hey, the preference flow to us is your opportunity. You know, we'll still give you preferences back. But surely he'd be
2: picking that, surely the Justice Party would be getting, like, even though it only gets a handful of percent,
1: it would be shitloads more than any of the other tiny parties. Yes, yes, yes. And I think that, again, knowing Glenn a bit, I think he'd be smart enough and clever enough to be able to weave his magic somehow <laughs> through that needle. Ah. But, but you know, the bit about him being on Twitter, I mean, Darren has been quiet on Twitter. Yeah. And that's and, and as you're saying, but, but the observation I make is um, putting aside that obviously elections are won and lost online, um, Twitter is for politicians like Darren, their opportunity to talk to mm. journalists, if nothing else. Yeah. And I think it is more than that. Um it's their opportunity to talk to journalists. And he, you know what he's done? He's done a reverse Clive Palmer.
0: Yes. Because Clive-
1: <laughs> Clive Palmer's everywhere. He's
0: everywhere except
1: in the except country. Except in the <laughs> Well, of course. Look, Clive Palmer, of so, course he had to go to Fiji. So, of course yeah, well, he had right. to get He had to get away from his own ads. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably pissed off driving down the street and seeing billboards of himself everywhere. <laughs> I think Clive is deep down probably a really modest mm-hmm. guy. And he probably hates the fact that he's everywhere right now. And he probably just said, oh, of course, clearly. I mean, clearly that is uh, the... I
2: just just love how someone's obviously told Clive that his ads are most effective when he's not in them. And so now he's got this bizarre campaign where he's going after the female vote. And they look like it's like a cross between those old Christian Television Association ads that you couldn't figure out what on earth they were talking about And, and something like... I don't know, like a a Pilates or Metamucil kind of feel. There's all these women talking about, you know, to me life is about empowerment and inspiration. That's why I'm voting. United Australia Partners. It's, it's, very, it's uh, like it's what, very hey.
0: 90s perfume commercial.
1: Yeah, that's right. Do you know what it looks like? It looks like those videos that do the rounds at the moment of um video dating, right? The classic <laughs> yeah. video dating. So right? it's like E Harmony. Yeah, but, but, but before that, you know when they had the video blog ones and there's some great like ones going around YouTube in that at the moment. I I may even track one down. Uh, uh, and, and post it with this. Um, but there's these great ones of like, you know, that are video dating kind of starts where people go, like men kind of trying to explain why that, you know, people should kind of, you know, love yeah. them and be with them. And they're awesome because, you know, this is well before the selfie thing days where they submitted a video of themselves. So I actually think um, uh, well, Clive's obviously trying to buy his Senate seat. Okay, hey, prediction time. Does he get in? I don't see why not.
0: I I think he will. I don't. Really,
1: oh. and I, I think Queensland for him becomes okay. He is a head to head going to be head to head with Hansen up yep, there. Yep, that's right. Right. So if you're working under assumption, well, I, I, I don't think there's enough space on the right for both for both of them, and. We're in Queensland, anywhere else. I mean, obviously, Tasmania, you're going to have... Okay, well, let's just stop for a moment. Well, it has to be Queensland, so let's... Well, let's do it very quick. No, 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 not necessarily. Um, The Palmer Senate vote in New South Wales has a possibility. There's a possibility of an opening for him in South Australia now that the Xenophon vote has collapsed on itself. WA is an odd place and has elected a Palmer person before. He will struggle in Tasmania because Jackie appears... Whether Jackie gets elected or not, she's kind of locked out Palmer... And locked out one nation, she's kind of tried to appeal extent to to to, to both of those groups. In fairness, to Jackie, I don't think she's anywhere near uh, the one nation racism, but she's mm-hmm. locked in the whole. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Sc- you can all get screwed. Yeah, yeah. Populist uh, protest
2: vote.
0: Yep. I'm saying what you're thinking. She, she, vibe.
1: She's, she's populist protest, but pro welfare. In a way yeah. that you can only be if you're from Northern Tasmania. That's right. it's an extraordinary. Although it's, it's strangely not uncommon. There's a, there's a
2: lot of kind of you know. Yeah, everyone else. All, is all these refugees it. come in and take all our fucking
1: money, and I can't. And then they want to cut my doll. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, so there. So so I think in a weird way, Queensland, even though Palmer's vote will be higher in Queensland than anywhere else, I think I, my personal view is Palmer has a better shot in New South Wales, South Australia, and. Western Australia and getting a senator up, even though his personal vote will be highest in Queensland, in Queensland. just because Malcolm Roberts, um, the One Nation vote there, the One Nation vote in New South Wales, uh, and and, other and Victoria is a whole different vote again. Yeah. But you've got your know, Hinches and others down there. I just don't think um, they're going to get there. But again, all these parties on the right, not much noise. We haven't heard from Liberal Democrats. But that's, we but that's ha- right. We haven't heard from the Australian Conservatives. Yeah. Bernardi's mob have been incredibly quiet this election. Is that because they are scared of
2: splitting the concern? Firstly, yeah. well, they'll be much louder if it was Malcolm Turnbull still in charge. So there's that. Um, it's a big difference between having a happy, clappy, yep. centre-right Christian running the Liberal Party than having, you know, Turnbull. Um, it, so maybe they're just sort of running dead because they 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 fear Bill Shorten and the threat of the corruption of the Liberal Party from the moderates, from the wets,
1: is, yeah, is a Yeah, I, I think it's weirdly been <laughs> an election where only two groups have gotten media. Elements of the far right have gotten media and the Labor-Liberal debate has gotten media. Everyone else has been collinsed Like even, you know, and, you know, even the Greens in this election... Are strangely quiet, and I don't think they've tried to be quiet. Like yeah, you know, you know mm. I'm I'm in Albos. A couple of, we're we're shooting this in inner city Sydney. Um, you know, normally the Greens are pushing hard in these seats. They're not – they're obviously in New South Wales. They're running Marine for, for Senate. Obviously, they've got their fight down in Tasmania, uh, Victoria. Uh, and then you've got um, Sarah Hansen in South Australia. They've got uh, interest up in Queensland. Yep. They've got their whole their campaigns. They're doing the, – the Adani stuff is kind of happening around them. But even the Greens in this campaign are struggling. The far right's getting media yep. and the, both the Labor and the Liberal Party are getting covered pretty well. No room for anyone else. How's this for a brain buster? Um, Jim Molan, the
2: campaign to get Jim Molan, the Liberal Senator who crazily was put on an unwinnable spot in the ticket... Do you reckon that there'll be enough votes below no, the
1: line? No, it's, it's technically, no. It should
2: be mathematically pretty much no, impossible. No, it's pretty
1: much impossible. And it's gotten messy too because the um, the National Party, Ross Cadell, the state director of the National Party, I guess I'm on their database, um, emailed – I was until this conversation. <laughs> no, um, all the National Party listeners out there uh, sent out an email to National Party members today saying that – and his entire email database, anyone signed up saying, vote below the line, Nat. Right. Um, right, because as a we're pissed off because Mullen's broken the deal, right. which is the because uh, they're number three sent oh, number three up anyway. But-, but smart political
2: voters should always vote below the line anyway. because well, we could have a discussion about transfer values.
1: Am well- I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. Well, God,
0: that sounds like so much fun. Where,
1: where the die lands is going to be really fascinating on the right in the Senate because the and I think we said this in our first podcast. The, the left wing vote is locked up. There's the Labor Party, there's the Greens, and that's it. If you're on the left of politics, you go Labor Party to a line, and then there's Greens, and that's kind of where your vote is. The right at the moment, you know, we're talking Lib... We've talked about so many of these micro-parties. Lib Dem, uh, Palmer, uh, all the kind of crazies, conservatives, uh, One Nation, Fraser Anning, uh, and even if... You know, Hinch's kind of straddles a little bit, but not a lot. There is this whole mixture of screw them all, they can all get staff, this, that. All that seems to be on the right at the moment. Mm. And so where that cannibalization comes and who ends up on top, my prediction is this. Pauline Hanson's going to have a bad election, and she always does when her name's on, on the ballot. Yes,
0: Right, so it's not so much that people want to vote for One Nation; they no. want to vote for sharp shooting, straight talking, poorly. Well, I was going
2: to say you'd offer a hundred bucks to anyone who could name who the lead Senate candidate for One Nation in Queensland was. Mm. Like, like and you it's, know if what? it's not there's a reason why the party is called Pauline Hansen's One Nation. Yeah.
0: Sportsbet has an enormous budget, of course. So hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And if you can <laughs> name it, we I, I I will guarantee this to you. We'll send you a hundred dollars. I'm not gonna get sacked, am
1: I? Uh, you're definitely gonna Fuck, get we're sacked. Nearly finished anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most unprofessional thing you could have done and so fucking on brand. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you can't do that.
0: may or may not be the last time I get to say this. I'm sure if, well, we will be doing a post-election show, so maybe I'll be able to wedge it in there, especially if I ended up being right. But guys. Mm -hmm. Elections can be won and lost on online. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, oh, my
1: God. Please. So let's now head can over. Can be. Please. Hang on, wait. You're hedging yeah, your bets. So yeah, can. Yeah,
0: be. They are. Guys, the original are. phrase was can be. Was I think it? they were asked. Yes. I no, back. No, elections can be
1: lost and, and I haven't been drinking. No, no. I think they call no. this walking it him? back, don't Walking they? it back. I think it's walking it back. Walking it back. Why went and listened I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. If I've been Since I've seen you, you're a firm position, backbone, strong and positive policy, and after this kind of past few weeks of us doing this podcast together, now you're just walking back your decisions. see. You've just gone
2: from the Greens to the ALP, baby.
0: Guys, let's talk about Tweet
2: of the Week. Okay. (laughs)
1: Okay. I want to do a shout out to Mitch Robinson at PPP underscore Mitch. Yeah, on you, Mitch. On you, Mitch, who was able to get me an article, Mm -hmm. which I have sent out or uh, tweeted out.
0: What articles? It there? was a
1: front page Which, in two thousand and six. Yeah oh, what Three hundred and sixty five though. Right. And it that, says that. quote unquote Bill for PM, Daily Telegraph story, odds on Shorten as the next Labour Leader, written by two journalists, mm. but there's one who gets the top billing, oh. Joe Hildebrand. Hey. and uh Simon Benson. Hey. And I've got to say this is just Called gonna show was two thousand and six. Shit so much has changed since then. In 2006, the front page yep. was about Bill for PM were the words, then a story about the uh, A I U going through a scandal. Right mm-hmm. Back yep. then it was cocaine, now it's God. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> right? But, but but a scandal in the area. And what then a the ills being mm-hmm. in a bit of leadership trouble. And the only other story on the front page that I thought, frankly, was a much bigger yarn that I can't believe wasn't the splash, Bill for PM was the splash, was wigging out. Bert's toupee turns up in Petersham, <laughs> which I think is a whole – Which I just want to say the expose. The only that only a cracking was news day. Well, it was a it was cracking, a cracking news, day, news day, but how was that not the splash? And, yeah, yeah. Bill for PM, a, I've got to say chubby-looking Bill Shorten. Yeah, um, that was just – And the, this, under his photo it just says the word natural. Natural.
0: I thought, I thought I very sure. natural.
1: That's
2: right. Yeah, we called it earlier. And, and more importantly, the most historic thing about that front page was that for the first time ever – I got top byline over Simon Benson. Oh. Yeah,
1: yeah that's right. Oh, Malibu Benson. Oh, man. No more so, surfing for you. So my tweet of the week, well, a, <laughs> this is the most arrogant thing possible. Uh, shout out to Mitch, but my tweet of the week was my tweet. <laughs> And i oh. and, and that's right. Well dropping the mic.
0: That's the most Sammy Dastiari <laughs> yes, uh, thing that has ever been said by Sammy Dastiari on So this
2: there podcast. you go. All all around. these people whinging about the Daily Telegraph not backing Bill Shorten. We called it. Yeah. We called it from day one, the very beginning. Yeah, did you know did you know the reference to the oh, no, word we on. there? <laughs> oh, <that's> a- <laughs>
0: Okay, so, uh, Joe, were you and I in agreement on our tweets of the week? I can't Look, remember. Look, I think we were. This is yes. a unity ticket. Yeah, this is a unity ticket. ticket. We're bringing it in. Um, Barnaby Joyce's entire Twitter feed.
2: Oh, <laughs> amazing. It's
0: our tweet of the week. So um, he's back on the piss.
1: I'm
2: not oh, so,
0: so not sure. Not, really? that's so oh, no,
2: hang on. Let, let me rephrase that. Probably, yeah. but I don't think that undermines his amazing
1: work on Twitter. Yeah, You're
0: right. Of course. Sorry. So he's, a, he's, a, he's amazing. Uh, quite... Perhaps drunken work on Twitter. Uh, we have this is sp- best work. Well, yeah, it's true. This is dear Rob Oakshot, and he's tagged the wrong Rob Shot mm. in that one. What I'm arse. leaving today. Went swimming, which is very sort of rocket man, isn't it? I'm leaving today. Yeah. Went swimming and I should lose some weight. Then I thought what you would say, beautiful in its ugliness, which I rather like. Um, that was me, not him. Uh, so many memories, Rob. Picnics, sunblock, you supporting the Green Labour Independent Alliance. <laughs> now a future of electric cars. Oh, she is. <laughs>
1: How wow. could you know? It's a, it's beautiful. It's it like is a, beautiful. It's like a haiku. I, th- I thought he had another one. The one he had he another one on. Definitely
0: did. T- so then last night uh, he had, uh, well, well yesterday. Golly gosh, wow! We ABC's Vote Compass rates Labor as quote provide detailed policies likely to make meaningful progress against issues end quote on question mark everything. Three exclamation marks. We are all so lucky that they are so balanced and funded by, question mark, all of us. Three (laughs) exclamation marks. Thank you, ABC Vote Labor Compass. You did that so
1: well. Yeah, that was
0: really good. However, this was not the ABC's Vote Compass. This was from a group called Women Vote and it just happened to be on the drum as a journalistic site covering this. Uh, And it's an organisation that's... um, uh, I guess looking after women's issues, and so of course they looked at uh, policies that. It wasn't the women. ABC. It, it was, was on the
1: ABC. ABC. It was a lobby group. Okay. okay, and then, but how did he find out that this wasn't the?
0: Oh, uh, a gentleman called Matthew Kozel tells me. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll quote it from the beginning. <laughs> Matthew Kozel tells me it was not ABC Vote Compass. It was on ABC's The Drum. Matthew Kozel.
1: Is hang on. There's a Michael Cosio. Yeah, there's a Michael yeah. Cosio. I suspect. No, is it's fair Fairfax? Who knows? Or maybe there's a I, – I think I knew Matthew Cosio before he was famous. <laughs> but what I love is, so he says, "Oh, I was wrong," and then he didn't take it down. Didn't
0: take it down. No. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so. No double down.
2: Oh, a what fair okay. What's are... the Look to be fair. If if he was watching the drum, he was probably in a semi-comatose. State drifting in and out of consciousness because that's the effect it has on you.
1: Ooh, oh, gauntlet, sick, sick burn. Hashtag oh. their ABC.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we're
2: oh. Following Chris Kenny could hear me now. He um, can't. He's off Twitter. <laughs> that's right. I know. Um, but you know, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing, isn't it? I find the. I, I must admit, I find the, the ABC reporting on the ABC vote compass to be some weird, like just inception level <laughs> layer of, of head up arc. But, but it's
0: created purely for
2: it's, created, like it's, but it's, it's No, it's, it's an, created an purely for the ABC audience to demonstrate to itself how incredibly Right. Enlightened but you can't be
0: like I, okay. I don't know why the ABC like, then, but, I question the ABC reporting I, on their own. No, no, no,
2: progress, but I liked, like I like the ABC. list this is why I know about it, because I listen to the ABC every day and and Oh, actual actual news is constantly interrupted by right. whatever self indulgent yeah. twats who take themselves ridiculously serious, are fin- seriously but don't know what they think about shit, are finding out about themselves by doing the vote compass. Well, that's thing. way cheaper and than then therapy. <laughs> and then this is being presented as kind of uh, a snapshot of the nation, when in fact it's
1: the most distorted snapshot okay, you okay, can okay. possibly get. Well. I agree, but to take one step back on his actual Twitter game. Oh, yeah, sorry, Barnaby. It is brilliant. It is. I think this is Trump-level trolling now. I actually, I actually don't think – I've had – you know, I think he, he likes a beer. I don't think he hides that. I don't think this is – I think people have misunderstood Barnaby mm. if they think this is drunk tweeting. Oh, yeah. I think this is his A game. Yeah. I think this is him just trolling. Hey, by the way, what are the ratios like on that?
0: Yes, I was going to say this is a perfect <laughs> example of the golden ratio. So his uh, golly gosh, wowie tweet, uh, it had 136 retweets. I imagine a lot of them would have been ironic or antagonistic. Uh, 403 likes. Right. 1,581 replies. And if you scroll, through how many 000, replies? Like 1,581 okay. compared oh. to 403 likes. So that's a how ratio. many retweets? Uh, 136.
2: But no one retweets anymore. Retweeting's passe. Is it? Yeah, you always get far more likes than retweets. In the old days, the only way you could express approval or acknowledge yeah, something written. was to retweet Before it. The but button, then the like yeah. button is just.
0: Um, if you look at the replies, there's, and I'm just scrolling through, you utter tit. Are you all right, mate? <laughs> nice screen cap, computer genius. You should delete this, mate. Hey, buddy, what's up, buddy? How's the election going? Hey. <laughs> uh,
1: That's my favourite one. <laughs> like the whole, hey, we're starting a conversation. I'm just, I'm well, not... Shout
0: out to Matilda Dixon-Smith for that one who's a, a, a not... friend of mine.
1: Oh, friend of, the, friend, of the, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Of the show. But do you actually know? Oh, is that, yeah, actually, is well, actually she's actually a friend. She's a,
0: a writer as well, okay. so we're, you know,
2: we're, I'm, we're look, friends. i friends. Look, I'm just going to go out on a limb here. I'm not sure that all of those people replying are, are actually his mate. No. Oh, Mike Carlton,
0: it's actually nothing to do with the ABC, you stupid prick. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl Kerno,
1: hey, Vintage Carlton. Hey, hey, vintage hey, hey, Carlton. That was that actual Mike Carlton. Yeah, yes. Cheryl
0: Kerno has yeah. replied, although it's an unverified account so I never know if it's actually her or not, but it uh, appears to be it, yeah, the way I people think, interact yeah. with it. You say it with so much more authenticity than the rest of us. That's her reply Barnaby? To, Col- to, to Mike Carlton. Oh,
1: man. You know what? You know what? Screw this podcast. We don't need to have um, – why don't we – can we just like – you know how there is these – Let's just get no, shit-faced no, and no, no, no. people on There's this ass. whole trend, right, yeah. of people who watch these like videos of like people eating and this and that and, you know, doing these like, you know, of like, you know, and soothfulness and reading books, this and that. Mm. Age, I, I think we can get funded for a podcast mm-hmm. which is literally you for one hour a week reading replies to Barnaby Joyce's tweets. <laughs>
0: yes. I want it. I love it. I'll that do is, it in an ASMR style. Yeah, ASMR. That's, that's what I was looking. It. That's what yeah.
1: I'm looking for. Yeah, in a calm, soothing kind of. Oh, you're a prick. You know this and that. Right, that's it. We worked it out. I'm done. I'm done. Great. I'm done.
0: Whoever wants to fund it, um, let me know.
1: That, I'm a bit worried though. That, that that's quite a professional podcast though.
2: I think you've got it the wrong <laughs> that's way true. around. I think I think you need to actually. Do the Barnaby Joyce tweets. I think they're more relaxing. If you do it properly, and I'm going to demonstrate. I could give it a it just imagine, I want you to imagine, imagine a beautiful lotus blossom mm-hmm. in the background. Yep. Perhaps some kabuki music just humming away quietly.
0: Lay it on us, daddy-o.
2: Dear Robert Oakeshott, I'm leaving today. <laughs> Went swimming and I should lose. Some weight, then I thought. What would you say? Beautiful in its ugliness So many memories Rob, picnics, sunblock You supporting the Green Labour Independent (laughs) Alliance Now a future of electric cars Cheers Wow, that was Richard Mercer.
1: Sam, you're
0: sort of heavy breathing there, which at the start sounded like waves or something, and by the end just sounded very uncomfortable. It's a fine line between sea spray and sexual predator.
1: What I was told was uh, I need to stop eating the microphone.
0: (laughs) <laughs> All right, I'll give, I'll give it a crap with the okay. other
1: tweet. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. right, I'm going to do one Are you Are going to do I'm the
0: heavy
2: to... breathing again? Yeah, I'm going to do one. I'm going to no, do one again.
0: No, don't um, ruin my art. Okay, no. sorry. Do I'm you want me to do a bird song? ASMR. I can do bird song. No, I'm going to do this ASMR whisper smile. I said no.
2: Okay, sorry.
0: Golly gosh, wowie. ABC's Vote Compass rates labor has provided more detailed policies likely to make meaningful progress against issues on Everything. We are also lucky, 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 lucky that they are so balanced and funded by all of us. Thank you, A, B, C, vote Labour Compass. Now, if that didn't oh, give wow.
1: you wow. a okay. right head, uh, I'm going to try one. I'm going to try one. Great. Okay, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. A, 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 you got to do your B, 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 vocal exercises, yeah. Okay, ready, ready. Great crowd at Scone Races.
0: Oh, short but sharp. I Sweet. think we have a winner. We, we have, have a, clear a winner. winner. And, guys, we have an end to the show. We do, we
2: but we'll do. be back, we'll
1: next, be back week. next week.
0: We'll be back next week. Even the election can't stop us. I- I'm going to
1: go sit in the bathroom and read. Bundy Joyce tweets to myself.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And do the do the heavy breathing as you do it. Guys, don't forget, on election day, um, you can uh head to democracy sausage.org so you can find out in real time at each sort of polling station what's on offer there on offer there in terms of sausages and oh, cakes. Sam, that'll be really nice. helpful for you and I because it, it lets you know where the veggie sausages are. Mm. Um vegan, be,
2: vegan alternative.
0: Well, yeah, it rarely is a vegan sausage, not vegan, but yes, you raise a very good point and uh and and you really Smashing it into because one of the first rules of veganism is that you must talk about veganism. Oh yeah, so yeah, no, no I'm
1: smashing it. right. Yeah. it. Shout out, um, uh, uh, Annabelle Crab called me today just just to catch up, chat about the no, election, you vegans that? really stick and together. No, well, don't no, no, don't no, you? no, she's a pescatarian, and she said to me, "How are you?" I said, "Well, you know, I'm vegan," and she goes, "Wow, that didn't take long." <laughs> I go what for me to become vegan? I go, no, no for you to mention it. <laughs>
0: Joe Hildebrand, thank you very much.
1: A.H. Kayleigh, thank you very much. Thank you. I love you. All right. I love you, A.H. I love you. Thanks,
0: guys. Sam always Dessi- have,
1: always will. Sam
0: Desiari I love you too. Uh, we'll see you after the election. That was
1: easy. That was so easy. Mm, easy to say. Bye.
0: Bye.